Anka Feuchtenberger was born in 1963 in East Berlin. She is one of Germany's best-known artists and comic illustrators. Her award-winning work includes paintings, drawings, comics, posters, prints, costumes, and puppets. Welcome to the Bibliophile. Thank you. Let's start off with the fact that you carried out a number of political and artistic actions in the public space. Uh, I was doing a lot of posters and um, flyers in the early 90s, end of the 80s, when the before and after the war came down and the political movement in Germany was really unquiet. I never did graffiti because uh, my my personal situation didn't allow me to go out in the night <laughs> to do some... Why not? Is it illegal there? No, it's not illegal and, and at that time not at all. But I had a little baby so I had to take care for, <laughs> for myself to <laughs> be able to... Uh, care for it, but uh, baby is more important than uh, my group. Politics. We had an artist group, and the, the three boys were doing graffiti, but I was doing more like the flyers and things, uh, printing little printing stuff and um, posters. And what was the content? Why, wh- why were you doing this? Because I was believing at that time that uh, <clears throat> the political situation was uh, becoming so. Um, Confined or yeah, so narrow, uh, uh, rigid. That uh, we, you had to do something, and um, I was. Uh, well, because what there, there was a, a lack of freedom of speech. Was yes, that the main concern? Yes, the, the pressure was was strong, and I finished my studies, and uh, I understood that maybe I will not be published because uh, I didn't see that a place in, in, in this society as an illustrator, as a drawer, as someone who wants to, be, to go out to uh, get in communication with in the society. So I didn't see there a way. Was this East Berlin prior to the wall coming down? Yes. The idea was that maybe we could change something, but not into the capitalist way. It was not the idea to open the wall and to go into capitalism. It was uh, the idea that with a strong energy and love you can change something. You know? So to, to go to more of a middle road with socialism? Yes, the idea was that uh, maybe we were too young and too much naive. I'm not sure because not, we weren't so much young, but it was, yes, the possibility to, to be more open and to be more clear and to have the possibility to say what you think. Freedom of speech. Yes. So what is it you wanted to say? Or was it just that you wanted more freedom to say things? Well, it was, yes, I think there were a lot of things unbearable in this society, and you couldn't speak about that. Already 40 years that you couldn't speak about the things, and my parents didn't speak about the things officially, so it was like a permanent pressure to, to be aware what you are saying, what you... Are Otherwise doing. they'd arrest you, or...? Yes. No, arresting, I'm, I was not in danger, but I think you are teached to, to be in a special way, and I didn't like that. Always problems when I tried to say what I saw, and it was uh, not nice. It was a feeling that you, you, you get depressed because you, you take yourself inside. And So we, uh, as a group, and also me, uh, we visited underground discussion in the church, uh, secret meetings and, and flats, and, and the time was very nice also because I think it was a big ut- utopia that we had because there were also 
Oh, Angela Merkel was a part of that. She was um, also in this underground, but she was really, if I see it today, I, I see her and I think that she had totally another utopia, but we, in that time, uh, the people were in, met in the same places. It was exciting and it, yes. it wasn't a violent. No, not at all. What, you would use your art to yes. protest? Yes, this was, it's my way. I, say, I was afraid of violence, this I have to say, because, I, like I said, I had a little baby, so I, I was really afraid of violence. But uh, it was uh, so strong to feel that a lot of people uh, were doing the same thing, that doctors, uh, writers, artists, so we, we, we uh, did the demonstrations, and it was very peaceful. So you marched, and you also, other people did graffiti, you did posters, but these were all basically saying, we want democracy, we want freedom? Yes, and we would like to say what we are seeing. We would like to touch the things which are not good for us. So it, this is not a lot, you know, it's uh, only to say something. It's not that you are destroying the building or streets or cars. You, you asked me what we wanted to say. I think it's uh, very normal. It's uh, very normal also to get clear about uh, the past. You know, there were a lot of uh, artists, uh, they uh, sent them out of the country or they had to go out because uh, they <coughs> tried to do the same, they tried to say something. So it sounds like... Uh, about uh, corruption, about uh, uh, all these things. Yeah, it's like Plato getting rid of the poets. Plato wanting to banish the poets mm -hmm. because they would undermine the authority of the government. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, specifically then, what, uh, what kind of artistic output did you uh, produce and, and why? Um, it starts everything I did before with my friends. We produced this little flyer and I tried to find my place in this um, uh, movement also because I was thinking, um, I don't know if I want to, it's not that I want to have more consume. This was a big uh, part of this movement that uh, people said, ah, I can't buy this uh, shampoo, I can't buy the <laughs> uh, whiskey, I don't know. And this was not really not the thing I was... Uh, I wanted so I tried to find my place and I think it was um, about the uh, gender uh, equality things gender equality what I was really interested in. and so uh, it was the first election in East Germany the first free election in uh, 90 and I uh, went to a woman organization I, and I had a beautiful idea for a poster and I asked them if they, if they would like that I do a poster for them because I saw it was you know you you must imagine that the city was really uh, gray they were not yeah. uh, advertising everything was really gray even if you like it I like this well all those apartment buildings though are pretty uh, drab and depressing mm -hmm. and um, I suddenly when the wall uh, when the wall fall and they had all these pa uh, posters of the election, you know, from the West, all these uh, bla uh, very strong colored posters. And I was thinking, but there are all these this, uh, faces of men so big and colored, and uh, this is the, the free election, this is what we 
we have. I, I didn't seem so free to me. It was CDU, SPD, you know, the parties were, which were already um, in the West. And uh, so I went to this woman. I said, uh, I can do a poster for you. Maybe you would like. And but they said, no, we we don't need your posters are too much uh, strange. We and <laughs> I went. And then uh, one woman were running after me, and she said, maybe come back, we will go in another room, and we will speak about that. And then they were couraged, courageous enough to uh, print this poster, and this poster was uh, all over the city. It was a poster, what was really strange, I think it's not a typical election poster. What was it? There were, um, the name was, I, I, it was my invention, I didn't ask anybody what I should do. I, the name was uh, All Women Are Courageous. There was a princess who was kissing the frog. Beautiful. It was an old bitch and uh, strong. And there was a pregnant woman with a big belly and three children. And and the people were laughing always when they saw this poster. And they write things on it in the city. It was wherever the city. And So it's, it was basically like women's yeah. women power. Yes, yes. But in a very funny way, I yes. didn't like to, to be this uh, feministic uh, line because I'm an artist and I don't like to be under the, the authority of, of someone. So I, uh, I maybe for four years I did uh, posters and um, flyers and a lot of things for this uh, woman organization. Do you have any examples of them here? Uh, no? This is the last thing I don't have right now here. It's a book where all the posters are, not all, but a lot of them are inside. Maybe somewhere in collections, but uh, okay. I just because after I've heard that a lot of people buy this uh, and sell this yeah. poster for a lot of money because it was a big thing. Uh, they were not produced in uh, large after, number. You know, it was only one time, and then <clears throat> so this was my uh, way to 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 find a place there to in this movement and to. Uh, to be in contact, and so I met a lot of people, a lot of uh, uh, also men. It was not that it was uh, only a women's organization. The women, the women were connected to the Green Party and to other uh, independent movements. And it was uh, that after I was working also for Green Party and uh, other independent wom- uh, uh, movements. So your art sort of came out of a. Of a Political instinct. Yes. Then. Yes. But it's interesting because uh, it's been described as um, she makes illustrations of comics in very recognizable style, drawing naked, childlike creatures with huge heads, which usually wander through strange, dreamlike landscapes. Her fantastically haunting stories are a mixture of nightmare and fairy tale. Is that accurate? This was 20 years ago, yes. <laughs> okay. It's not actually, but it's, uh, it was that time like that. The, um, as I described you, this poster, what was the, really the beginning, because after I get a lot of tole- telephone calling and the work starts really with that poster. It was... Um, so it was a great way for you to get exposure for your, yes. for your art. And, uh, and then you got commissions based on that? Commissions? Commi- yes. You got people uh, asking you yes, work to, yes, to do yes. some things for them? Yes. And uh, the, um, you said uh, like a dreamlike. Uh, I think the, um, 
this first poster, you know, I used a metaphor of uh, fairy tales. I used a metaphor of uh, of, um, of some something very surrealistic and fantastic, even if it was an election poster. And this was a, the strange thing. Yeah. And uh, also, men told me that they voted for the woman because they liked this poster because it was so strange. It was not that. Oh, I'm. Yeah. It, it had a genuine... Yeah. And um, the, the way someone described this was um, uh, maybe describing more the stories, I think. Most okay. after I tried to be very clear. It's not that I... I did a surrealistic, uh, strange world in the posters. Uh, there's always something disturbing, but uh, and also I get a lot of aggressive uh, reactions because the people uh, didn't like to be confronted with, with a na- naked um, body. Yeah. But uh, for me, it was uh, to be in the city how I feel to be in the city. If I draw a, a body, I try to to get an impression of what I feel that it. Uh, this, uh, what, do, what do you feel? Or what did you feel? Uh, it was a dangerous time. And I, I, fe- I felt dangerous, uh, in danger. Scared. Scared also. I saw that the, also the women uh, organization, they, they were so uh, little, they didn't have uh, too much uh, power to, to get influence. So they disappeared more and more, and everything was, they discussed, and they were arguing. So finally, Everything was um, uh, disappearing in this uh, big movement of uh, uniting the two states and to be one and to be in this uh, new capitalistic world. It was uh, the idea was that an utopia. This is a dream that you had, and you felt that it was not turning out the way you yes, had hoped I saw it would. More and more. Is this what drove your your art? These, for example, naked, disturbing images. You feel threatened, and you had a dream, and the dream isn't coming true, so you want to get that message across? Is that accurate? In these process, I try to be very optimistic. Yeah. It's not that I, that I was uh, already depressed and, and uh, <laughs> disturbed, but I saw and I tried to, to show that uh, we have, we, who I don't know, have to save this utopia in yeah. somehow to... Uh, and the utopia is the freedom to express yourself in, uh, in truthfully. Uh, yes, but also uh, utopia was that uh, you can save also, you know, it was a long process and maybe it sounds a little bit chaotic now for you, but uh, in the beginning I, it was totally connected to my biographical experience, this uh, movement. I was uh, young, I was getting a, a child and I finished my studies, so I started with this movement, I started really the adult life. Mm-hmm. And the adult life was to live as a freelance, uh, a single parent with a child and uh, working. So it was really uh, a hard thing to, to understand how I can find a place, how I can manage this uh, uh, social life and how can I uh, work. And yeah. I was a workaholic, so it's <laughs> difficult to, to connect all these things. And um, when the wall came down and the social possibilities changed totally, I also saw that the GDR, the women with children, was uh, totally another thing then in the new uh, society where I had to find a place 
what was really old-fashioned. You know, there the women often I saw were at home. They didn't work because they had a child. The man was working. They were married. So it was, I was like a stranger with a, you know, single parent working. But you weren't alone. I mean, there's, or were you? Was it unusual for there to be single mothers? In the GDR, not at all. Her female friends had children. They were academic. They were working and they had children. And, uh, and they didn't have partners? They had partners, but it was not mostly the father of the child. So it was really uh, a cha- changing life. You know, it was not so easy that you are married and then getting children. And this was, in the GDR, it was very secure. You could uh, live like that. It was not that you were a part of the society. A lot of people were living like that. It was accepted, yeah. Yes, it was more accepted. And the women were as uh, secured. Secured, yeah. What I wanted to say is that it was a... Um, all, all the time, for me, a strong uh, thing to see how can uh, these uh, big ideas, this utopia of a man and woman, how they can live together, how it was it changing. When I went to the West, I saw this uh, very old-fashioned way, uh, very conservative way uh, of living, and I was thinking, but this is not what we wanted. So how we can uh, save this utopia of that uh, we save the good parts of the socialism yeah. and we... That's an interesting thing. You want to save the, the good parts, state support and security, but not, not you, but you also want the freedom of the of the West. <laughs> not only I think it was not the, the state support. It was really uh, what I saw in the community of people mm. that is the exception of this, you know, of this uh, Ex- kind of life. It wasn't uh. only the state support. I think the state uh, supported. It's one thing. Okay, and I. This is clear that it's good. But also, uh, you know, that men and women, it was more normal for everybody to, to live like that, that women are uh, more equal. Single and raising children on their own. Yes. It was not accept- as accepted in the West then? Uh, yes, it was really when I went to the West in '95. Uh, I went in the West, living there, and... Also before, I found myself, for instance, in a village where all the, the mothers of the friends of my son were at home. And uh, yeah. it was so strange for me to, to <laughs> speak with this woman who uh, were uh, really in another world. Housewives, yeah. World. Someone was caring for them. And it's interesting. It's not that I give a value to something. No. I try to see it and to look at it. And uh, now my idea changed also about that. But in the beginning it was like a shock to fall in a, in a world which is uh, working in a different way. Okay, so with your art, did you express that shock? In the beginning, yes, I tried to uh, work still in a political way, but I feel, felt that I can't follow the... It was for me too rigid, the line which the, the still existing feminist organization had. And I was thinking I, I don't want to, to continue this political way because I, they are more level. The, the, I want to develop my art independently. You don't want to be associated with any one particular group. Yes, because I felt then when, uh, in the, I don't know, in the early 90s, I understood that the uh, organization of women and political things, they were really changing, and I saw that it's uh, disappearing, this uh, this anarchic energy also. It was like that 
They became also bureaucrats. They became also organization with money from the state. So I was thinking, but well, this is not what I want. I don't want that someone tell me, ah, now you have to draw this because we need this for our election things. And so I start, I think it was uh, 94, 95, I did the last posters for them. And then, and also something very quasi cynical was that other parties, like uh, social democratic, they asked me, ah, we have a woman part, and do we want to do a poster? Can we use this poster, this old poster? And I said, yeah, this is, I don't sell this stuff, you know, it's not for selling the political idea. <laughs> no, uh, so this I is your utopia. No. You said no, of course. Yes, and then I, now I'm still working for some newspapers uh, with illustration, and there I'm strange, but it is like that. I, uh, I'm working with political uh, things, but more, I don't know, more uh, not so expressive. I try to understand the things more. It's not that I want to show my utopia. I, uh, I have a regular um, illustration in the Frankfurter Allgemeine Zeitung where I, it's often connected to the past. It's something about uh, the GDR and something about the time of fascism and uh, it's a very difficult, ambivalent subject and I like a lot to work with this subject because it's so difficult to find a um, drawing for such a complicated thing. Mm -hmm. and so this is uh, something I'm really interested in. Is that is that a comic strip then type of thing? No, it's uh, always one page, and I have a big drawing there. One drawing or only one drawing. And it's a, it's a sort of an, a, a statement on how things used to be and some good things, some bad things. I try to to think a lot. I see myself as an author because I'm doing comic stories. Beside you know my illustration work, I'm working uh, on comics, and I try to tell my stories so if I, if I do illustration for a text of someone else I try to understand the text and I try to give one point more for this text and all uh -huh. that, uh, like the other few that the text is by itself and sometimes it's not really uh, convincing me but I mm. try to work with this text in a creative way that I can say uh, and I would like to say this for this subject. So you, you're using the visual to add to or yeah. summarize yeah. Mm. what's been said. Why did you feel the necessity to to become an author? You were you're primarily an artist. Mm -hmm. You didn't think the graphics were telling enough of the story? For me, it's, it is the idea that I'm telling something with my pictures. Even I don't write so much. I write, I, there are some of the stories I write by myself, but it started with the theater. I was working after this woman uh, sings uh, Normal Parallel. I started to work with theaters. It started with women's theaters, a lot of group were uh, conducted uh, by women, so I started in that world. I like a lot to work with text and with uh, drama and um, authors, uh, Shakespeare, and, yeah. and all this stuff. And it was such a beautiful time. but. In the same time, it was like also in the politics, I felt a strong, uh, rigid, um, they, they told me what I have to do. Well, what did you do, though? What, were you illustrating the text? Yes, I was doing posters for the theater. I was okay. doing the little, I don't know, you know, these little things, like... Um, play Playbills, yeah, I think they're called. Or this is new. <laughs> Costumes. I was really into that work, but I didn't like so much to... Um, you don't like people telling you what to do, obviously. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
sorry. Which is it's funny because it's not ger- it's not very German. I mean, ger- you think of maybe this is a stereotype, but I think of yes. it, it's an awful stereotype. Think of uh, Heinrich Heine. Not happy to be told what to do. <laughs> okay. So, um, with that work, with the text and with dramaturgy, I, I learned a lot about uh, literature. It was really a good, good school another time for me. So I started to, um, for the theater, I started to do little comics and to, to write own stories with a connection to maybe to Shakespeare or to something and to put the old things like the fairy tales of Grimm into my... Uh, for cooking, you know, <laughs> so yeah, and, and there I started to write my stories and using meta for metaphors, yeah. and um, this with also it's more the connection of picture and words. It's not that I'm writing; I'm not a writing author, but I think to do uh, narrative pictures, it's like also authorship for me. But it's primar- it's it's primarily the image that's first, and then you tell a story. Uh. It depends. I was uh, for the Frankfurt Allgemeine Zeitung. I was doing a daily strip for uh, some weeks, and the work was to Frankfurt. It's really big. The work was to do a strip in the column sides. It was a very strange thing because the column was not like that. It was like that. So you had to draw vertical draw like that. You did a vertical comic strip. Yes, a very very small, uh, long, like fifty centimeters. It's really long. Uh, is this is what contributed to your becoming famous and well-known? This, but I think it was before with these posters. In the Berlin pro- it was really like an explosion. I was doing, uh, in a very short time, a lot of posters, and they were wherever in the city. So, so you became famous almost some, overnight. Somehow. So you then you moved from the theater to publishing your own books then? Yes, yes. Mm. And that's what we have here. Yes, these are three of them. I think I a list of all the books you've done. Okay, and these are these bestsellers. Uh, no, they are not bestsellers. They're not bestsellers. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> because it's little, uh, uh, you know, it's a little distribution. They are, I don't know. What's it? What's it? Two thousand. Two thousand. Okay. So, so these are uh, are these collected almost like works of art then, um, or prints? You know, in a way. Your work, your books, are they, are they, uh, I assume they're quite collectible. They're yeah, I don't know. I, I collect first mm-hmm. editions mm-hmm. of different mm-hmm. authors. Mm-hmm. Uh, other people collect paintings. Mm-hmm. Is this seen more of a, as a work of art than as a book? I like it that it's really a book. I like that it's. Uh, I'm, I'm not producing artist books. You know, these uh, unique uh, things because I, I as I my my intention in the beginning of my work was to be published was not that I wanted to be famous. It was that I I was so alone. I feel so lonely, and I wanted to get some contact. I wanted to speak about things I, which I was interested in, and that's why I, I did the stories because I wanted to find um, a way to express things I was thinking and then to get in contact that someone is uh, speaking with me, you know, it's a... So then do you, you, and you, you want and you encourage people to send you letters and emails and you like, that's part of why you do this? So you'll get, 
At that he, time, there, I didn't. There wasn't email. No, was, uh, <laughs> but I, but I, what I mean, it's funny. Because you should mention that because I've just interviewed someone mm. who's written the autobiography of uh, Lucy Maud Montgomery, who wrote Anne of Green Gables, and one of the reasons that she suspects that she wrote the books was exactly that because mm -hmm. she was deeply lonely mm, and yes. and she answered every single one of the letters that people sent to her mm -hmm. is that one of the motivations behind yes, what you I, did I, I try to uh, to hold this line it's difficult now because it's a lot you know yeah. so you can't well, especially with email yeah, yeah. No, it's email, but it's still too much. I yeah. It's difficult to... Um, so you got what you wanted. You got people to connect with you and... You be yes. You're not lonely anymore. <laughs> no. I don't know. It's uh, something everybody has to accept that yeah. he's alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some people, it's more painful than others. Mm. But that would, would you say that's your main motivation behind what you do? Um, this was the motivation in the beginning, I think. And um, but I, now I understand more that uh, for me uh, the motivation is that it's also a big pleasure. It's also a big pleasure to to go into this world and to be totally connected to something. You know, it's a. Now I think it's not that I want to have contact outside. I think that if I draw, if I invent stories, I'm in connection with something in the world. I'm not uh, alone. But it's not that I have to go directly in contact. You know, there is yeah. the tradition, the history, and the history of books and uh, art that I, if I'm working, I feel really good. <laughs> and this is important to have a connection in the world. You know, if you you are not connected, you you get lost. Can you explain a bit that a bit more? The feeling good about being connected to the history of producing books, for example. You know, yes, also this. Yes, also this is a part, but it's only a part. I think uh, the the connection. I mean, more in a in a spiritual way that you are connected to uh, the. To, to people, what they were inventing, the history, uh, you know, also history between of my uh, country, of my grandmother, of my mother, what they were doing. Um, I was drawing and with uh, writing, I can understand this better. I can uh, go into and I can think of because uh, if I'm speaking or if I somewhere else, it's another way of thinking. But uh, if I'm drawing, I'm really. Um, the things are also coming by themselves. They develop themselves in this this way. I can't do this in another way. You know, I, I think the experience I do, I do only in that way. And this is um, so. It's a way of, for you to learn about yourself and your history. Yes. And the, yes. the best way for you to do that is to actually yeah. draw things yes. out. Yes. And to accept that uh, I have the. I don't know the name, handcraft, I have the handcraft and I, I was learning and I can do it, but I have to accept also that the things are already there, it's only that I have to find them. With drawing and the way I draw, I draw with often now with charcoal. Yeah, these are, uh, I'm, I'm speaking incidentally with uh, Anka Fruckenberger, 
And, and I'm looking at, at one of your books. Is this a recent book? Yes. 2006. Charcoal drawings. They're, they're disturbing. Why? You know, I think of Munch, the mother looking a bit frazzled. Pictures of, it looks like, parents and children and little boys getting whipped with, <laughs> with branches, a baby getting smothered. What motivated this? Is it a way of getting demons out? Demons? Demons, devils? Yes, also, yes. To go in art, it's a, it's a big adventure, but it's also to uh, understand these demons or to save yourself. So it's therapy? Yes, but it's too, for me this is too much flat. You know, this therapy, I, I, I can do a therapy and then someone is uh, speaking with me maybe, but this is another thing. It's uh, not that I'm insane and I'm doing things for being sane. I think this is a, a creation moment which is uh, uh, more than this. It's funny, I think of Kafka here, it the is, hunger, the hunger artist. It's very, very uh, odd that the stories are Kafkaesque. Mm-hmm. One thing, what is a very beautiful thing for me, is the dream. If I reach with my drawing and with my stories uh, to draw like a dream, that it's becoming a dream also for the other, that they feel as if they are in a very unconscious, strange uh, world which has his own logic and his own uh, very right uh, logic. This is for me the big, most big compliment, and if I uh, arrive to that, I'm very happy. But uh, I have to go into that dream if I'm doing that, you know. I have to also by myself if I'm drawing. I have to open a very unconscious uh, part, and this is also very hard because uh, you are not do you don't know what comes out. You've done a graphic novel, correct? I wrote uh, some graphic novels, and this is a graphic novel uh, written. The text uh, is of Katrin de Vries. It's a German author, and she writes prosa. It's not that she writes a scenography for me. She writes prosa, and I uh, may use uh, her text. And, yeah, uh, to come up with whatever you wished. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I, write, I really use the text in a very... Um, have to use it really correct, but in the same way I I try to use the text like a parallel thing, and I go my own street because a lot of things which appears doesn't doesn't appear in the story. In the text, so for instance, um, she's speaking about she has a very ana- uh, archaic uh, language, and she if she speak about a court, she maybe means a court of a farmer, and I'm drawing a, a court of charcoal. It's in the city. It's totally another place. I had to situate the story of the court, not in the countryside as she did. I situated the story in Berlin in 1945. You know, the war was fi- for me. The war was finished, and uh, women had to understand this destroyed city, and uh, the soldiers were not coming back, and men were not there; they were dead or not coming back. And this is the situation of my grandmother. And I tried to take the story of Katrin to put it in a more situated place because she's really abstract in her prosa and I try to situate it in that time maybe. Kind of concrete. Mm. Uh, graphic novels are becoming very, very popular. In America? In America. Mm. Libraries are now starting to carry graphic yes. novels whereas maybe even five years ago they weren't. Yes, also in Germany it's uh, 
Germany is really one of the last countries which accept comics, but it's yeah. becoming more and more possible. Uh, which feeds into what you're doing, obviously. It means that you're becoming more and more popular, I would think, as graphic novels become more accepted, yes. acceptable. Yes, yes. But it's strange that I success somehow is more abroad. In Germany, I have a lot of difficulties, and I don't uh-huh. know why. And uh, recently, I was thinking maybe, maybe it's because I'm, my stories are very German. I was thinking uh, I get much more good uh, echo in Italy or in in France and in other countries where I get a very good reaction. And I don't know why in Germany it's so difficult. I think the German are uh, maybe for them it's too serious, it's not funny, you know, I'm not drawing funnies. Even if I try to hold us humor, I'm not uh, without humor, but um, often I get the reaction that it's so heavy and it's so black, And uh, but the, uh, a lot of other languages, I, it's more easier. So it's tran- they're translated into other languages yes, and published. Yes, yes. What about North America? How has it been in North America? I have a publisher, but she's living in Antwerp, and she's publishing my books in English. But it's really difficult with the distribution. I don't know why it's so difficult, but uh, there are books in English. I'm sorry. And another thing is that recently I started to to draw very, very big drawings with charcoal, and uh, I get in the, the I will show you the main inspiration I get from American comics from the. 30s, not 50s and not 40s, 30s, 40s, and uh, I started to draw this strange superhero, which is for me now a very uh, something I like a lot to, to, to play with this superhero and uh, maybe some of the which is the which is the superhero? This is this the strange woman with the brazier and the yes, wait, this is uh, these drawings are really big. They are like uh, two meters. She looks like a, a babushka, but she's flying down the middle of the road like yes. like Spider-Man yes, would. Yes, yes. And this is street. I was li- uh, living near the street <laughs> in Berlin, so for me it was like a... Um, and so I, this is the way I can work also with the past, because uh, in the original drawing she's saying, uh, I would I have known earlier, and this uh, for me this story is about the city Berlin was so destroyed and then they built up all these ugly buildings yeah. in the 60s for uh, save yeah. somehow the city but you know hmm. and Just her name is Supertrainer she's crying always Supertrainer is Supertier okay <laughs> that's funny yes. It's it's crying all the time, so it's uh, very sad. But uh, uh, and you have a fan, fans of this, I assume. This yes, they are sold. All the pictures are already sold. There are uh, people who like to put these big (laughs) drawings into their living room. I don't know, but it's uh, (laughs) interesting. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for it was fascinating. <laughs> yes, I've been speaking with Anka Fuschenberger, who is a renowned graphic artist.